I love to think about amazing things are about to happen. There's a playfulness with the, with the mystery of the universe. And I don't know what the freak, I don't know what the amazing thing is, but I know that like an amazing thing is about to happen. I get hopeful. I start to feel mm, fun. I feel more positive, more accepting, more relaxed, more joyful. Isn't that what we want? Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Relationships. Yep, I'm doing a solo cast, and it's just going to be me. I've got some thoughts that I just want to express to you around this. And the subject came up for me just the other night when I was talking. I'm visiting my family in Florida, and we were reminiscing. I was reminiscing with my aunt about uh, my uncles and about my dad. And in the, in the conversation, she asked a question about, um, hey, tell me really how your relationship with your dad was. And of course, that's a huge question to answer. But I thought about it where, wow, my relationship, of course, has changed with my dad, even though he has been dead for almost 30 years, one of the thought processes that I had with my dad was he was depressed when I was a teenager and um, a young adult and through my 20s. And I loved him dearly, but also I had some judgments, I had some disappointments, um, maybe some aspects of disrespect, some sadness, and then I also realized in talking to my aunt that I also transformed and shared many positive aspects of my father. She asked, what attributes from my father did I pass down to my son? And when I think about all of these beautiful, wonderful qualities of, of my father, my relationship to him shifts. It's a different relationship. So I realized how we do that constantly in especially our partnership. The way we think about our partner is the relationship. If I'm thinking about my partner and let's say I said that she's not present, that she's unkind, well, it's hard for Rainbow to be unkind, so I'm gonna throw something else out. Oh yeah, maybe something real life. Like I remember I had this perception of her that she really avoided doing a lot of uh, worldly uh, material things, you know, calling the insurance company, you know, making sure that that the car was taken care of if it needed fixing or call the plumber. And she had a really hard time with, with that. She avoided doing it and she just wanted to be a mom. And 
I started having this perception of her as incapable and very avoidant. And maybe some of that was true around the avoidance, but that tainted our relationship a lot because, again, I didn't think of her in some way as capable and always. She was capable very much as a mother and in many different ways, but but not not what I considered what she should, right? What she should be capable in. And I didn't like how that relationship, that how I viewed us. I, I didn't want to see her, see her that way. So I needed to shift. And I remember it shifted when she finally got her driver's license here in the States after about five years avoiding doing the test. And she freaking aced the test, right? So that brought a lot of confidence in her, but also it was like, hey, I know she could do this shit. I know she could do it, man. Her, she, She's much better at taking tests and, and organizing and editing and she's sharp with her answers. She is so freaking capable. And when I started really seeing all the time that she, how capable she is in my life, it manifested in her being more capable, meaning doing some of those things. Cause I projected that to her that she was capable. I didn't keep her down and limited in my own thought process. And I think that's how a lot of couples do shift and change the, rela- the relationship is also based on how you perceive your partner. They're going to see themselves in that way too. They're going to be influenced by your thought processes. We all know that. If we feel judgment from our partner, if we feel that they don't think that we're capable, it wears on us. It can be very challenging to think of us getting out of that uh, negative spiral or lack of of self-worth and confidence, it's contagious. So I just want you to pause for a minute and just really think about where have your thoughts been, let's say in the last couple hours or today about your partner or about people in your life that you want the relationship to shift? If you scan and be really present of these unconscious thoughts, we think about your partner being lazy or not kind or not helpful. Yes, they may have demonstrated that some way, but boy, that that judgment and that cloud and that perception can really keep them in that box. Did you scan throughout the day many things that your partner has brought positive to your life and appreciative things and and the contribution to have this person in your life? Are you thinking about those things in a positive light? Are you shining the light, literally, right, on those positive things? My wife was sharing something with me that both of us do, but we were taking a walk uh, a few hours ago, and she shared with me, she said, you know, there's a lot of times that we're in the living room and you're sitting on the sofa and maybe you're uh, writing or you're on your computer and and I just look at you and I think, wow, he is so cute or he is so handsome and I love the way that he's sitting right now. I love to hear that. I told her, I said, well, babe, tell me more about that. Like, tell me that more. She said, no. She said, I'll tell you sometimes, but I'm also going to keep a lot of that for myself because that's for me. And I totally get that because I do that. I want to look at her at times and just see how beautiful and 
and how awestruck I am that this beautiful being is in my life and how she's just right now sitting and and present with whatever she's doing, whether it's knitting or whether it's reading a book or just even sleeping, right? How many times can you look at your partner just like you look at your child sometimes and you're just full of love, that they're adorable, that they're, that they're so attractive in their peaceful state or even something that they're doing that is a little fun and brings a smirk to your face. See, everybody, it's in those small micro moments, I call them. You got to listen to that podcast on micro moments if you haven't. All we're talking about is subtle shifts in, in micro moments of thoughts and all these little things in life. Many times we're looking for these big grandiose answers of how to shift our relationship you know how to shift it in all of these small moments, catching yourself and catching yourself in these thought processes like I just told, told you about. Catch yourself looking at your, your partner. Actually, intentionally think about looking at your partner and pause and send them just beautiful awareness that you, that you love looking at them inside yourself, right? Like my wife said, just I do it for me. She wants to fill up for that feeling of, of love. And maybe that she's thinking that she chose well. Yeah, because I know I think that when I look at her. Also, she shared with me, which I share with, with you all on different podcasts, of the presence to be able to have that thought process, change your thought that this person might not be here, not to take them for granted, not to... Think, oh, I'm going to see them tomorrow or later on in the day when they come home from work and I'm going to kind of ignore them or hold my resentment until they change or not connect to them, not have sex with them because I'm mad at them. All of that kind of stuff that creates distance. And I know that needs repair, absolutely. But we don't know how long that's going to last at all, right? And if we keep that consciousness that, wow, my wife not be, might not be here tomorrow. I want to I wanna really be able to look at her right now when I think about that. I want to capture those moments. I want to be so grateful that she is in my life. And I've had 26 beautiful years, and I just pray that I keep getting those days and those moments. But I don't know. We don't know. None of us know. So let's have common, it's common sense to me in some way to like utilize that as a wonderful reality trick of change your thoughts, change your relationship. If I change the thought that I may not be in my wife's presence tomorrow, how am I going to show up now? How much love am I going to give her? How much attention, how much kindness or just if even not even going that far, just me not giving her shit, you know, me not just biting or blaming or throwing a little tantrum or just being impatient. Like, let me at least do that. <laughs> You're right. And we all know that I, that saying that's so simple, love is a verb, folks, right? It is an action. And are we doing that? How many of us 
utilize that word love. I love you. I love you. How many of you have said that and have really showed your partner, your family, your friends, really love in action? Are you being loving? When couples come into my sessions, sometimes I ask them why are they together? And the answer is because we love each other. But boy, in the hour that they're with me, they are not loving to each other. They are not showing love. The way that they're speaking to each other, the way that they're not being open, the way that they're pushing each other and blaming, that is not being loving. I mean, again, they can be just loving gestures. I hear all the time that people, men and women, we are craving affection, a loving affection. We are craving our partner to walk by us and just put our, their hand on our shoulder, caress the back of our head, kiss us on the cheek, on the lips, on the forehead, rub our shoulder, walk up and put the hand on the small of the back of just showing support. That says, also, I love you. That's a gesture of affection. Being patient with each other. That's one way when you change the thought process, then you change your relationship, especially around patience. Sometimes I hear couples go, yeah, he said that over and over again. Yeah, I heard that story from her again and again, and I don't want to keep hearing it. Why? Why can't you just be patient, maybe curious and ask some questions in a different way? There's a need that your partner is uh, expressing that again. Try to find out what the need is that they that might help them transform and move past that story that's being repetitive. That's a loving gesture. To being curious and interested in somebody, that's a tremendous gift. So that's a loving gesture, love in action. And again, when you see yourself do this in your thought processes, your relationship changes. Man, that's it. When I see myself in my mind's eye interact with my wife in these loving ways, when I think of her in these mm, respectful and admiration and uh, deep belief in her abilities, then I have total confidence in her walking in the world and being my partner and taking care of her life and, uh, and also our life. Not focusing on the times that was avoidant or was missed and so forth, but visualizing her doing that makes it rendezvous with more of actually her doing that because I see her doing that. And I believe that she can. So therefore, if she's challenged and if she's not, I'm going to come with a whole different attitude. And that attitude is not going to be one of contempt. Because as I told you before, that is the biggest predictor of relationship failure. And that is contempt. And when we think of our partner as being incapable or lazy or in these negative qualities, that is contemptuous. We're rising, we're above them and putting them on a lower pedestal and we're judging them. And the more contempt that you have in the relationship, the higher likelihood that it's gonna be the demise of your relationship. So changing your thoughts will change the relationship that you have of erasing more of those 
contemptuous thoughts. And every relationship can turn the dial down of contempt. And also, you know, not just focusing on, there's other ways that changing your thoughts can change your relationship that's different than focusing particular on your partner, on a person. And that is the relationship itself. The relationship is another entity. It's a live, energetic partner in your partnership, your relationship, to be relational. So when you think about your relationship, think about your partnership, think about your compatibility, think about how well you work together as a couple, the growth that each of you foster within the relationship that betters the two people in the relationship. That's vital to change your thoughts about that. Think about, hmm, what did we get right as a couple this week? Yeah, let's name that. Let's name that, that we actually talked about our parents' visit and how it was going to go and what we wanted to do and work as a team and make sure that certain needs were met if each of us had a need maybe to have some alone time or to cook together or spend some alone time with one of our family members. And we talked about that. So we had intention and, and agreement. And wow, we did that really well as a couple, right? So we can intentionally do things for us to have more and more experiences of seeing our relationship as a positive entity. And man, I got lots of things to think of about how separate and different my wife and I are. I'm a boy that grew up near Detroit and she's this beautiful uh, nature energetic woman from Denmark, from two different continents, two different cultures and languages and way of being brought up and education and so many things that were different of how we experienced the world. And we've been walking hand in hand for the last 26 years, not focusing on those differences, actually seeing those differences as a way of being curious, interested, amazed, seeing the strength in those differences. But we built something together that it is our relationship that when we think about it, that's where we're compatible of how we've come together in those ways and how we focus on the beauty of what each other brings. What else should you be doing, folks? Like the reality is if you are just really negative and judging and judging, yeah, try to get some help, get some counseling, do what you can. But after a while, I'm gonna just put it out there. You got to determine if that's what you want in, the, in, in your relationship in the constant future. I am for people making um, uh, heartful, intelligent, knowledgeable, experiential decisions. And if there's constant suffering in a relationship, I, don't, I personally don't believe that that's why we're here is continuing to suffer in that. So you all have to make some choices in that. Because I know there's people that I hear when I speak this way, they're saying, well, if I, we are so compatible and there are so many differences and, and it's just not going to work. Well, that sounds like, that sounds true that it's probably not. Because see, I don't focus on all of these differences. 
I see in my own relationship all this tremendous compatibility that we've created together. So if you haven't done that in your relationship, if you haven't created that that bridge and that bond and that special way of being with each other, then it's probably not the right relationship. And I know it's hard to hear that. And sometimes though, if you even come to that acceptance, like change that thought that you stop fighting against it, then acceptance can come in. And actually I've seen people treat each other more kindly, more respectful, because they're not, they're not holding on to the resistance which creates the suffering, the resistance that they're not getting what they want. And then there is um, resentment that's coming out in their behavior and in their communication. Yeah, there's so much to this. I mean, even changing your thoughts, change your relationship. When you change your thoughts of, of the world itself, is it a fearful place? Is it a place of not trusting? Or is it this awesome, mysterious, beautiful, wonderful place that has a lot of love in it? And if we can hold both realities, but also choose to look at one maybe more, which feels good, and foster more, trust foster more trust, love fosters more love. I'm not to say bury and avoid the challenges and the negativity and the um, the reality of the hardships of life, but we don't have to continue to put the focus on it. There is so much that we can focus on that will bring more power to that. The light can bring more power to a lot of that darkness. We see it in a different perspective, right? When we put the light on, we get to see it clearer. So I know for me, when I have a better attitude, a better outlook. Like, man, I've been focusing on this. Amazing things are about to happen. <laughs> I mentioned this in, in my newsletter. I love to think about amazing things are about to happen. There's a playfulness with the, with the mystery of the universe. And I don't know what the freak, I don't know what the amazing thing is. But I know that like, an amazing thing is about to happen. I get hopeful. I start to feel mm, fun. I feel more positive, more accepting, more relaxed, more joyful. Isn't that what we want? And we can do that within ourselves without putting our head in the sand. We can do this periodically. So when challenging things do come our way, we can move through it. We can move through that adversity. It doesn't have to pull us and bring us down. We can go through those, uh, those challenges because we were buoyant, because we saw the world also in that positive light. So it also changes our relationship to the people and things in our life. People can be helpful. People can understand. And if we have that thought process that people will help us, that people will understand us and we can use our own capabilities and skills to also make sure that that, that can happen. Then it becomes a more safe world and it becomes a more connecting world and our relationships thrive because of that. And again, I know that some of you are thinking, well, I don't, I can't, 
just bury the reality of what the world is. And I'm not asking you to do that again. I'm just saying, change your thoughts and change your relationship one at a time. Little micro moments that you catch, those unconscious thoughts that's not serving you. Turn those around, the thoughts that do serve you. I was, I was with a guy years ago and he said to me, he is so fearful that when he dies, it all shuts, shuts off. There's nothing. It's the abyss. And the thought of that was too much for him to bear. The fear of that, that just shuts off when you die. So I asked him and I just said, have you ever thought that there might be something different than that out there? And a different reality? And he said, yeah, I've thought about that. I thought that there's possibly could be something else of that a part of me does live on in some kind of form, and but I'm not too sure what it is. And, and I said, well, how do you feel when you think of that? And he said, I, I actually feel better. I feel good when I think of that. So to me, I was plain and simple. I'm like, hey man, like, why don't you just keep thinking that thought over and over again? If that makes you feel good, man, think that thought instead of the other thought that petrifies you and you can't sleep and you're so fearful. Pick the other thought, man. <laughs> that to me, it was pretty simple. That thought made you feel better. So all of this is a habit. And I spoke to that over and over again about that being a habit, a practice. Catching yourself, the biggest one, catching yourself when you're not having good thoughts and you see and you view what the relationship is like. To lift off of those and choose the next better thought and see how that shifts. It's a habit. Scanning the environment of the relationship for positive aspects. Shifting it for compatibility and communication. It's a habit. It's a practice. One at a time. Okay, folks, as you can tell, my voice is a little bit uh, raspier than it usually is. Yeah, I was under the weather a little bit, and uh, I'm feeling good. Um, got my extra Barry White voice for you all tonight. <laughs> yeah, so, darling, I, I can't get enough for your love, babe. Girl, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know why I can't get enough for your love, babe Oh, no, babe Mmm, Mr. Barry White Okay, folks, well, I, I just want to tell you that Amazing things are about to happen So, mm-hmm So then you can make yourselves a beautiful day. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more about licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit prepo.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling or therapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.